0: morning ball and beards podcast welcome early morning sunday sesh solo on the show this evening i'll try to get with ben tomorrow again go on our facebook page ball and beards podcast you can check out ben's life feed he talks a lot about fantasy football nfl we'll get into more nba obviously with the zion Williamson stuff we'll get more into that he's a dookie I'm a Michigan guy we got a lot to talk with college basketball but it's football season and before we get into NFL tomorrow we might as well talk some college football and and look guys I mean you know I'm from the state of Michigan so I'm going to give you a couple things that I think are very important here Uh, number one I, I find it very important that both football teams are good and I'll give you my reasons for that here in a moment, but, but I really, the tunes changed for me because over the years, I've enjoyed when both teams are very competitive, that is Michigan State and Michigan, so we're going to state college football tonight, by the way. Right now, if you're a Michigan State fan, and you're sensitive, and you're not tough-skinned, you're not going to like this podcast. I'm just going to say that to you right now. If you're competitive, if you want more, if you want championships, you want a good product, you want to invest in a program that is worthy of investing in, you want to feel good about what very overly paid coaches are doing. You want to feel good about what they're doing on the field, the plan, the, the scheme, the the plays they call in the right times, you'll love this session. Because I will be enlightening all of you who probably feel the same way I do is, why are we paying these guys? And and why are we paying them so much? And I would argue it's the same thing with Harbaugh. What, what, what's the criteria for... This is why this person gets paid this much. Now most of the guys and ladies that listen to the show, if you are listening, most of you are employed. More of you than not. Self-employed or working for a company. Just think about if you did a bad job, how your life would be. If you consistently were average Over a long period of time in your job, think about what your life would be like. You'd be unemployed. I mean, it's just, you'd be looking for another job. Michigan State, on the offensive side of the ball, everyone needs to look for a job. They're not doing a good enough job for multiple years. I mean, how much much further do you have to look back than just last year when they scored about 18 points per game? When you look at when they've played anybody good this year, Arizona State, who's turning out to be an actually pretty solid football team, by the way, you play Arizona State, you score seven points. You play Ohio State, you score ten points. You play Wisconsin, you score zero points. In three games... When you've actually played anyone worth anything, you are averaging a dismal, I repeat, a dismal, less than six points per game. How can you possibly not, as fans, sit back and say, those guys should not be getting paid to coach offense. And if you want to say, well, you know, that I just think that you know it's one of those years and maybe we're just not that talented. Well, then how, you, how can you recruit that poorly? I mean, that's part of the job. That's why you get paid, too. I, I've heard Spartan fans, if you say that, I just think maybe we're not that talented to compete against Wisconsin and, and uh, Ohio State. And maybe we're not a top-level team. We're just not, we don't have the players. Well, you better find a way to recruit better. That's why you get paid. And it's mind-blowing to me what this offense has done in the last two seasons against good opponents. Hell, against bad opponents last year and a little bit of this year. After a while, it's not a wait-and-see. Mark D'Antonio had a question today. It was a very fair question by a reporter asking, basically... Where do you go from here? You decided to have the same coaching staff. What's the plan to make it better? That was pretty much the question. You know, when you made the decision to bring everyone back on offense as coaches, and it hasn't really worked out, I'm not quoting exactly how I said it, but long story short, it was, you brought these guys back. It's not working. How can you make it better? And D'Antonio, in a very grumpy way, said, that was a dumbass question. The season's not over. Mark, you're four and three. You're 11-9 in your last 20 games with the same offensive coaches. How much longer do the Spartan fans have to wait? I mean, do they, do they have to wait another year next year with quarterback uncertainty? Because Ryan Lewerke, who, I'll be honest, looks average at times, will be gone. And you're losing a lot of players on defense. I mean, at some point you got to say we we might really need to make some changes here on this offensive staff because in the last twenty games we're eleven and nine. Now, look, you don't have to say we're gonna fire him right now. That's ridiculous. Michigan fans are very guilty of that. They're not gonna fire Harbaugh. You know, I'm not even he. I'd fire him at the bus. Come on, that that does not help a team. This isn't the NFL. This is different. This isn't pro sports. The season's over. Or something could, you know catastrophic happens in your season, yes, you let your coach go. A lot of it comes down to discipline with players, or there's there's things that are bigger than wins and losses. If they're bad, then maybe you let a coach go. At this point, there you don't let your coaches go now, but my goodness. I mean, I don't think that there's anything Michigan State could do this year that would validate bringing the coaches back. I really don't. You could even, you know, if you win out, then that's a big thing. Like, look, we won you know, our last five games and our offense put up points and we made this miraculous turnaround and the coaches figured it out, then sure, maybe there's a different argument. I have a hard time believing that could possibly happen when you've got Penn State and you've got Michigan. I mean, look, I think that there's... Look, the next five games for Michigan State aren't that bad, I guess. I mean, you look at their schedule... You've got Michigan, you've got Penn State. Those are two games that, you know, I I would argue that Penn State is a much better football team right now and then at Michigan might be a very difficult game. So I guess maybe you could say 50-50 in the Michigan game and Penn State, you know, I just don't see it right now. You're going to have to score points. I think their offense will score points. I think Michigan's is so inconsistent it will be a very close, low-scoring game unless the same miraculous changes happen in Ann Arbor. But at this point, you have to ask yourself this if you're a Michigan State supporter. How long do I support this product? Do I give up on it now? Or do I wait till the season's over? That's a fair question. Do you give up on this coaching staff now or do you wait and see what happens at the end of the year? And also, the next question is, what would be validation for this staff as far as what happens in the next five games? Winning all of them? Winning half of them? You know, you win, go 3-2, and two. you win against the teams you should beat and lose against the teams that are pretty good. And you go 7-5, and five. do you bring that offensive staff back in a program that won the Big Ten Championship in 2015? Don't forget that. I feel like the standard for Michigan State football is sorely lacking at a high level. This is a program, I'll be quite frank with you guys, I'm from the state, Michigan State's expectations should be at the same level as Michigan's, because they've won. They've won more than Michigan has as far as championships lately. Just think about what the Michigan fans would be saying after a loss to Arizona State at home. I mean, just think about it. They were already ready to pack it in after Army. of have no win. This offense is terrible. Then, then Wisconsin happened at all. Harbaugh needs to be fired tomorrow, which I think is a bit much. But at the same time, the expectation is incredibly high. Now, I think the expectation should be simmered down a little bit for Michigan because they haven't proven that they deserve the right to expect to win championships. Hasn't happened since 2004. But at some point, if you're going to say, okay, there's a standard here. We feel like we have good enough athletes. We feel like we have good enough facilities. Or if we don't, we need to get to that point and we need to make changes. I think that's where you are if you're Michigan State. The game plan today on offense against Wisconsin was atrocious. Very simple RPOs with a quarterback who's not really a runner. That was your best running attack. Not much with Elijah Collins. Simple out routes nothing razzle dazzleish to say, look, Wisconsin's a darn good team, and boy, we're going to have to come up with something new to beat this team. I did not seen none of that. i seen basic offense, no big play capability. You're going to have a hard time beating them anyway. They're very confident on defense. Jim Letter does a great job with that defense. They're ranked number one in pretty much everything. You're going to have to do something different because you're playing against a very good team. They did simple stuff, basic stuff, And stuff that made zero sense against a very good defense. Darryl Stewart down the field, didn't see much of it. Simple out routes, that's about it. No deep threat. No trick plays, just to kind of throw them off. Something that they haven't seen yet on film. It was all basic, it was all simple, and it was all just too easy to defend. Do I think Michigan State beats Wisconsin even if they play good? Probably not. Wisconsin's a really good team. But you want to go home after the game and say, you know, we lost by a couple touchdowns. Wisconsin's a darn good team. We had a plan, and they're just better. That's not what's happening at Michigan State. What's happening is playing against good teams with no plan is not a recipe for success. And you just can't win that way. At some point, it's got to just, the light switch needs to come on for the Michigan State fan base. Like, look, this ain't working, Mark's done a great job, but if he doesn't want to make changes, look, we, we might need to make a change. I get he's the winningest coach you've ever had. Look, I, I've seen this, and, and honestly, uh, uh, the funny thing for me is I can see D'Antonio pulling a few tricks, kind of like the fake punt, preparing very well for the Michigan game, and maybe winning that game and then all is well in Spartyland because that's the biggest game. And I think that even if he wins that game and, you know, they, they end up losing to Penn State or even another game they shouldn't lose and they go 7-5 and five or whatever it is, eight and 8-4, this just isn't good enough, guys. You're already practically out of the division race for the Big Ten. I mean, you already have two losses. Ohio State's not going to lose more than a game. I just don't see it happening. I mean, you got Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan. I don't see them losing two of those games, especially when two out of the three are at home. And they've pretty much dominated that rivalry for, oh, I don't know, 14 out of 15 years against Michigan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have a whole lot of confidence that Ohio State will lose more than a game. And even if teams lose too, look who they've lost to. I mean, the, the chances of them winning the division, it's just like, you know, it's like the chances of making the NBA. It's, a 1%, it's less than 1% chance for this football team to win the Big Ten. So you have to sit there and ask yourself, look in the mirror as a fan, do I like this? Do I like what's going on on the offensive side of the ball? Do I want to see this again? And I'm telling you right now, there's already a lot of talking head saying, hey, the recruiting's not very good. You listen to Valenti on 97.1, he goes, guys, I think next year's going to be even worse. I mean, there's not a lot of high hopes with recruiting, and that falls on the coaches as well. You have to, at some point, say, look, there was a good run. It was fantastic. Thank you, Mark, for what you did. I respect your loyalty to the coaches you've had. This is how you wanted to run your program, and it's over. And that's not a knock I'm Mark D'Antonio. He did a fantastic job, turned this thing around, ran a very good program, but it's over. It's over, guys. And if he can pull some magic out and they can win the next five games, miraculously, because I think it is miraculous, then sure, I'll say it, Mark D'Antonio proved me wrong. He said, we got it still. We still have a program that's tough, resilient, and we can get the job done. I don't see it happening. Because when week by week you're inconsistent and you just don't have a good offense and you don't show signs of improvement that are at a high level, you're not developing your players, you don't have the proper scheme that makes sense against good football teams, there should not be confidence that they can pull that off. But we'll see. Now, on the Michigan end, look, guys, I've said it, and I'll just stay with it. Very simple for me, week by week. Week by week, I don't know what to expect. Look, 28-7 at halftime against Illinois. Illinois is a very bad football team. Terrible defense. Haven't shown much signs of great offense. They were averaging 31 points per game on offense, but they hadn't really played anybody. You have a third quarter where you have six yards of offense. I beg to ask the question, what were we talking about in the locker room? Why are our players not motivated to come out and just keep the foot on the gas? This is very troubling for me when you're up 28-7, well, technically 28 nothing, and then you give up 25 unanswered points. Where was the talk on defense, hey, let's continue to do this, and we'll dominate, or hey, let's do this on offense, they can't stop the run, let's look at these things, they're going to try to do this, and let's just dominate, because we're way more talented, we're a way better football team, and let's just keep the foot on the gas. And this team does not have that, because it's led by coaches who are not pushing this. And good luck, because I'll tell you what, Michigan's schedule gets really difficult. You go on the road against Penn State, who's playing good who looks very solid. They don't turn the ball over much or at all. I know they haven't played many teams, but in the Iowa game, hey, they handled business on the road. Hey, James Franklin hasn't had a road victory over a ranked opponent. Iowa was ranked. I don't know how if Iowa deserves to be ranked, but they were ranked. And now they'll be at home in a night game, and Michigan plays really bad there. And when you're inconsistent offensively week by week, and there's moments where you turn it over, you fumble, you have bad reads, you don't, have, you don't run the right stuff, you don't put the players in the right positions. I really worry about the next three games. At Penn State, then you go home against Notre Dame. Good luck. Notre Dame's really good. I don't think there's a solid chance for them to win that. Even though they're at home, I just think Notre Dame's a much better football team. Then you get a week off and you play your rival, Michigan State. Those are three very tough games. Jim Harbaugh... Needs to find a way, week by week, to make this team improve, have good development on offense, a good plan, be prepared, do some things that they're not ready for, win those three games week by week. You have to get better. You have to go into the last game of the year, at least with a shot, to win the Big Ten. If you can't do that, I'm sorry, for me the standard is, this ain't working. This ain't working, you've been there five years and we continue to not win the division. Now, if you go into that last game, you play against Ohio State, who, look, they're just good guys. They're, they're, they're one of the best teams in the country. You lose a game, you go 10-2, and two. I say, okay, we're just not better than Ohio State, but we're, we're, we're beating everyone else. Okay. I, I still don't know if that's good enough, but at the same time, you, you have to kind of give an argument that they're doing the job still. They're just losing to a team who's very good. It's just that simple for Michigan. You've got to get better on offense. You've got to coach guys up. you got to motivate guys. And you got to have a plan. And I would just argue that both universities in this state, there's not a whole lot of good game planning going on for games against good opponents. Troubling to say the least. Especially from, from Michigan's side, with NFL pedigree as your head coach, good assistant coaches, I think you've recruited very, very well. You've got the cupboards are full. You've got a ton of talent. Find a way to get the right guys in the right spots and get better every week. And don't make the same mistakes. Don't fumble the ball. Why are we fumbling? Are we not teaching it correctly in practice? It's got to be a little bit of that. I'm sorry. ball control don't turn the ball over it's it hasn't improved good enough and that's a worry when you go on the road it's a top 10 team in penn state which i don't even know if they're really top 10 guys to be honest but that's what they are and it's still a big game you have to win that game you have the talent put them in the right spots you need to win a meaningful road game against a good opponent to keep people behind what you're doing. You're getting paid a lot of money. Your assistant coaches are getting paid a lot of money. You should win the next three games. Now, Notre Dame, I would make a a strong case that now that's a team that even if you play well and they play really well, they might be better. But I look at Notre Dame and Ohio State, the only two teams I see in that schedule where I say, okay, equal playing field or even them better in some areas, we shouldn't lose to anybody else. I would make the statement and argue that even though as good as Wisconsin has looked, you shouldn't get blown out in that game. You should put up a good fight, you should come in and compete. And if you lose and they play well and so do you, they're a better team. I can live with that. But when you turn it over, you have no game plan, your players look unorganized, and the plan just makes zero sense, and you get, you're get you down 28 nothing at halftime, can't stand by that product. Sorry, just can't. Can't get blown out. Period. Too much talent to get blown out on a football field if you're Michigan. So, guys, look, we'll see. I mean, look, Michigan week by week, Michigan State. I mean, I it is what it is. I mean, there's no, there's nothing that's changed on offense. I don't see it changing at this point. And you got a head coach who's too stubborn to make changes. So the changes need to occur at the higher level than him, with the AD. And look, Mark, I, don't, I mean, you gotta, you're gonna have to make some tough choices, choices if you want to be here. We need new blood. We need new coaches. And if you don't want to do that, look, we're going to have to go a different route. Those are the decisions that higher-up professionals make that are not easy, but are warranted. And it's that simple. Of course, you don't fire people in midseason or at this time of the year. No. It just it doesn't make sense, and it, it sends the wrong message. But I would definitely argue at the end of this year, there should be some major changes right when the season's over, heading into that bowl game. If they make a bowl game, which there's another argument where Michigan State, the way they're playing, it doesn't look all that great. So again, hey, Ball and Beers podcast, give me your thoughts. Let me know what you think, man. I mean, am I off base here, but I just think that at this point, it's this simple. Michigan State doesn't want to make changes on the offensive staff. Their defense is now not as good as it, we thought it was, and I think people have figured them out. They're not as good on the secondary. Your offense needs to pick up the slack, and it has not done that because your coaches don't know what they're doing. And if the players aren't good enough, well, you need coaches to recruit better then. It's that simple. And Michigan, yeah, again, I'll end on it week by week. they got to win one game at a time the next three, and, and hopefully they can get to that Ohio State game with one loss, and we'll see what happens. That can get people excited. And people that want to talk about the product. That is Michigan football. Yeah, exciting when, hey, at least they're getting in there with ten wins and they got one more game to play, and they got to try to somehow upset Ohio State for the Big Ten. I can live with that. I think the standard still should be championships when you recruit well, but, you know, hey, I live in reality, and Ohio State's just way better. And some of these other teams they play are kind of good, and I don't know if they can beat them. But we'll see what happens. That's what's fun about sports. Hey, things can change. In college sports, they can really change quick. Give me your thoughts, feedback, share. Like, comment on this. But I think it's over for Michigan State. Michigan's got to figure it out. Thanks again for tuning in. Ball and Beards Podcast.